Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's off buying a calendar. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Phil, how are you? Yep, I'm just alive, fine. alive, coughing still. Um, yep. You know, by the time this recording goes up, hopefully I'm not coughing anymore, but nonetheless, <coughs> there, I'm doing that. Um, yeah, good, thank you. You? How are you? You're uh, alive? Just? Just. Just. I'm, I'm a little bit toothless, but I am alive. That's pretty that was good. Yes. Um, yeah, I've already been called toothless today, so... Either. <coughs> wait. That's the thing. Wait. What time was the appointment? To what? Two fifty. Ah, Drew. Come on. Why didn't you make it at two thirty? Oh, they were about to offer it at two thirty, and then they were like two uh, two fifteen. Oh, I did not argue it. <laughs> Rude of them. Rude of them. Um, if it was fifteen minutes earlier. That was a win. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fifteen minutes shorter for the pain. Um. So, this edition of yes. Kent and the Steering Team, we've got something exciting, something which, you know, for a couple of these films may be pointless, seeing as we may have already seen them by the time we, you know, this episode goes out. But anyway, um, in in um, basically in honor of you being on your jollies around the world, um, we decided we'd pre-record this episode, and this episode being a special one in that. It is the films of 2020 that we're most looking forward to. Yep. Yeah, so that's what we got. That That's what we're working with at the moment. And uh, while we're both <coughs> dying and falling apart, we thought we could do nothing better than to talk for an hour while we're struggling to talk for five minutes and uh, bring you all this episode. So, uh, Drew, let's... That's uh, the plan. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. We got, we got no top 10 countdown. We got no kind of... Anything like that. We're basically scrolling through the list, pointing out what we're excited for. Yeah, and we'll, then, we'll, we'll just charge on through the year, I yeah, guess. Yeah, basically, and, and, and no doubt we'll, like, you know, as we get on through the year, keep calling out and going, oh, that's the one I'm most looking forward to as we go on. But, uh, yes, alas, this is the films we're most looking forward to in 2020. Now, obviously, because we're film aficionados and experts in our field, naturally, seeing as we've watched over, probably over... How many movies do you think we've all what we've watched combined? Thousands. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that, but yeah. So I w- I would comfortably say thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Terrifying, but well, uh, uh, well over hundreds. <laughs> yeah, well over hundreds. So uh, I own I own hundreds of movies. That so are... take our advice, see what we suggest, but you also yes. don't have to, but also do what we say. Drew, let's crack no, into it. Let's start at yeah, exactly. Let's start at the start yeah. of the year, naturally. Yeah. Let's begin right, at the so, beginning. A very good place to start. Yes. Look, flicking through the list, there's there's a few dodgy things here. Uh, a remake of the Grudge. I I don't agree that, with that. I can see so it would be terrible. We'll just, we'll just ignore that. Uh, there's a movie called Underwater, which seems to be getting a few too many ads and posters up. I agree. Which makes me think it's bad. Yes, I agree. That's exactly my thought as well. If it gets advertised too much, it's a steaming pile. Even um, this next one, like a boss, I've same deal. Too many ads, too much. I've not heard about you know. that one at all, but I don't have any intention on seeing it. Doesn't seem to. Yeah, no, it's not a you thing. Uh, bad boys for life. Here we go. Um, I I'm kind of interested. Well, I think we've already had this conversation, I think, on air before, where I said I've never seen the Bad Boys films fully or properly, um, mainly because I get very tired of them, because they like to use particular jokes mm. too much, um, and also just because they're a little bit lazy, I think. I mean, there's good elements to them, but I think they're pretty lazy. This one being a re- reboot after such a long time, I think I'm probably going to give it a miss entirely on purpose, enormously. But you, you yeah, seem interested fair. in it. I am, but I'd want to go back and watch the first two again before I go see it. And mm. at this point right now, I don't see myself doing that anytime soon, especially given that I'm going to be on a plane in less than 48 hours. Yes, that's bizarre. Let's that, say that again one more time. On a plane in less than 48 hours. Oh, it makes me, it, it, it makes me the 
normal version of excited hearing you say it that. doesn't feel it doesn't feel real just yet <laughs> well that's what's that's what's amazing about it but also it just makes me excited because like when someone's 48 hours away from a flight it's like it is real you're checked in it's go time mm. anyway we've spoken about that and you are currently on that holiday as this episode goes out um there's another film of here course. which is getting completely slammed to pieces and one that i have very little interest in seeing it had an, do little an, yes do little it had a very interesting um, or very nice song choice for the trailers. It was um, a rendition of What a Wonderful World. What a Wonderful World, yeah. Which I very much enjoyed. But the film looks like it's scrap. And by the looks of the ratings, it looks quite scrappy. Okay, I yeah, I really want to go see it. I don't care about the reviews. Mm-hmm. And I went on Rotten Tomatoes the other day just mm-hmm. out of pure curiosity. I was like, I wonder how the other Doolittle films all ranked. Turns out every Doctor Doolittle movie has been panned. The original Rex Harrison film got panned. Both Eddie Murphy films got panned. And so is this. What so is- for whatever reason, the critics don't like the idea of the film. What is the concept of Doolittle or Doctor Doolittle? I don't know if you know that. What What's, what's he's, this based on? He's... He's a doctor who can speak to animals. No, I, I know that. I, I know that part. But what's what's if this? If I remember correctly, it was a novel, The Voyage of Doctor Doolittle. It was a book. Well, does that mean that this one probably lends itself most to that initial novel? This one and the Rex Harrison film, the original movie. Okay, okay. So this is going back to that. Look, I mean, it's got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. in it, and I really highly rate Robert Downey Jr. as an actor. So, mm. um. Look, I think that it is probably getting slammed more than it deserves, but at the same time, I think I've grown out of that idea of, of you know, a doctor being able to talk to animals. I quite liked the Eddie Murphy ones. They came out right at the right age time for me, um, but I think this one it, I will probably miss. I do love the cast in it. Um, all the voice actors they've got are fantastic. Um, yeah, but I, I just don't think that it's for me. But yeah, I think it's it's probably getting slammed harder than it probably deserves. People are comparing it to Cats, which I think is incredibly unfair because Cats looks like a bigger steaming pile of... Yep. But uh, yeah, mm. we'll see. Um, the Gentleman. The Gentleman. I really wanted to go see it already. I haven't had a chance. No, I'm, I'm exactly the same. This was... It's funny. The Irishman and The Gentleman um, were being dropped at around the same time, and they kind of got me... Yeah. I kept getting them confused. I saw trailers for both of them at about the same time, and I kept getting them confused. Um, but The Gentleman is the one that I wanted to see out of the two. I still haven't seen The Irishman either. I haven't got a spare couple of days. But The Gentleman is the one that I wanted to see, and I haven't seen it yet, and I'm disappointed that I haven't. I should go and see it. Yeah, same. It looks like a lot of fun. Guy yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. Enough said, right? Um, I think we can gloss over the next few films. They don't look too good. No, they're not. Uh, Birds of awesome. Prey. Not not that it looks any better, but I'm it's not gonna worth see that. talking about. I'm not going to see that. Um, now, I don't know anything about comic books, blah, 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 so on, so on, so forth. It's a DC film, for one, so therefore it automatically gets like the death stare. Um, secondly, Bianca, um, a great mate that's, um, on the show often, uh, is really irritated by the fact that Harley Quinn has been basically shoehorned into this, um, this story. She was very excited for the story until she found out that Harley Quinn into it. Because Harley, Harley Quinn has nothing to do with these guys at all. So the fact that she's in it gives her the shits. And clearly I can see how much of a marketing grab it is. They're like, cool, we have a cool lead actress or lead actor, let's wedge her into whatever story we can. Oh, here's one. Let's shit on our own concept and put her in there. So therefore, I will steer clear of this one. This goes into... Autom- this automatically automatically gives itself a very, very prestigious award, and that is, it's a DC film. That's the title it gets. See, I don't think it's fair to brand all the DC films together like that. No, you're right. That's true. They I don't. Done I don't. One good film. So yeah, you're right. One that one that you've watched and liked. Sorry, they've done two good films. They did Shazam and they did Watchmen. There you go. Yeah. No, I was more referring to Aquaman, which you still haven't seen. I will not see. You know, it's funny. It's you know, it's funny. I finally um, had someone 
had someone go and um, I asked them about, about about that one, and I said, yeah. Um, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen um, Aquaman yet." And they're like, "Oh, don't see that." And I was like, "Oh, really? Why?" And they're like, "Oh, it was um, it was basically just like all the other DC films. It was just a bit sad. It wasn't very good. Like I wish they did a little bit better with it. They could have done so much more with it." Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't very good. It was basically like all the other DC films. I said, "Oh, really? but wasn't?" And I said, "What about there's a scene in it because it was directed by one of my favorite like horror directors. There was a scene in it where you know it was meant to be all creepy and stuff like that, and like kind of like horror film, kind of not horror film feeling, but like thriller sort of feeling. You know, like an all dark and like and they're like, oh, that scene wasn't very good. It only went for a couple minutes and wasn't like it wasn't dark enough. It's shit else. And then they went, yeah, it's not a good movie. So there you go." Found someone told you this. I can't remember, but I'm so glad I finally heard someone that agreed with me. Yeah, but they can't agree with you if you haven't seen it to make that opinion. No, but it's a DC film, so I can make that opinion. I'm going on. I mean, look, if someone makes shit movies 99% of the time, I think it's pretty good odds to say it's probably not as good as you think it is, Drew. Okay, so I'm the first to acknowledge that the DC movies are not that good. Happily acknowledge that. Batman v Superman is not a good movie. Mm. Man of Steel, I like it, but it's not a good movie. Wonder Woman, everyone in the world seems to think it's a great movie. I don't agree. I think it's a mediocre movie at best. I, I, remember, I remember when we first saw it, and we were, we were quite happy with it. But then... See that, and that's that's probably the issue. It of, ages poorly. Yeah, exactly. It ages poorly, but also up against other DC films, it does quite well. But that's not saying enough. That's not that saying says enough. Nothing about it. Exactly. Though. Aquaman though is just really good. I I really enjoyed it and would happily go back and watch it again. And the feeling, the happy feeling I got out of Aquaman is the same feeling I got out of Shazam. I was so satisfied with it. I liked Shazam because it was a, a send-up, though. Yeah. I, I was Aquaman's... so irritated by the the serious moments in it, especially because I hated the brother, like this, the, the stepbrother, whatever it was, the, the orphan yeah. brother. I hated him so much, and I hated all the serious moments. I only liked the fact that it was a send-up. And again, that's because it was more like a Marvel film than a DC film, and it's because I'm so tired of DC films being mopey, and tiresome and boring. See, I didn't find Aquaman to be any of that. I thought it had a good story to it. I liked the characters. I liked all the acting, like the actor choices. I thought James Wan's vision shined through quite clearly. And as for the creepy scene, I thought that was pretty creepy. And that was really like his wheelhouse. He brought that to the DC world quite nicely. Okay. I really, I really think Aquaman's a good movie. My problem is now I'm so set in my way, and I, you know my opinion of DC films that I, I'm not going to enjoy Aquaman, even if it's a good film. <sighs> like, mm, like I can't stand Amber Heard, and I thought she did a good job in there. Fair enough. Um, Drew. Oh well, yes. Uh, I was next looking, up yeah, is. Yeah, looking, yeah. scrolling through the list and saying, no, thanks, no, thanks, no, thanks. We got Sonic the Hedgehog, another film which I've said no thanks to, but you're keen I'm on, on the you're yes, keen please. On yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't keen previously with the old animation, but now that they've fixed it up, I'm pretty keen. What, how, what do you say about the, um, the, the conspiracy theory behind the bad animation that they no, probably, I it. was that? I don't believe it. Don't believe it. You don't believe that they already had this one designed no. and then they they went and made the trailer with the bad one and they were like, "Hang on, you know, hey no. guys, um, we actually will go back and do what you all said, which is you don't like this. We'll go back and redo it to show that we're listening to the audience and stuff like that." The reason I the reason I don't believe it is because the return on investment for what happened would not be worth it. Okay. They made they invested a lot of money into getting the promotional material out. They also had already set dates. They had done everything. I don't believe it was a marketing ploy just to put out a dummy version like that. Why would they? It costs, it costs too much. No, but why would they do that in the first place and design it so badly? What did they think was going to happen? What did they honestly think was going to happen? It looked weird. It didn't look like Sonic. 
Bizarre. That's I find it weird, see. but yeah. But yeah, you're excited for the film. You think Jim Carrey's going to do a good job in there? You think the movie's going to be, you know, James Marsden? I think Marsden's going to do a good job. I like James Marsden at the best of times. I think he's good fun, but I think Jim Carrey will steal the show. I can't imagine anyone else playing Robotnik, really. <laughs> yeah, that's a good in, in Hollywood, if I think about everyone in Hollywood, he's the only person I could see having the ability to do it. Now, interesting... Because you've got to be... No, you go You've got to be maniacal, you've got to be creepy, but you've got to be really funny. Do you think that... Do you think that Hollywood has probably grown out of funny Jim Carrey? I think they've grown out of funny Adam Sandler... And funny Jim Carrey. I, I think Hollywood has decided that they don't like whatever people like them brought to the table. What's interesting is, though, I mean, looking at Jim Carrey, there's um, Andrew and I, just the other week at the time of recording this, um, in London, watched a little bit of Dumb and Dumber 2 because Andrew had never seen it. And I said, it's a steaming pile. And he said, okay, let's try it. And we watched it, and it was hard to watch again. And I don't know if that was because of the acting. I think that um, Jeff Daniels has grown out of being funny. Um, he's quite good as a serious actor. I mean, he's serious, but you know, a bit of tongue-in-cheek, whereas in this he was just being silly. And he looked like yeah. he was trying hard to keep up with Jim Carrey and trying hard to try and be that kind of slapstick kind of dumb. Um, Jim Carrey looked out of place in it as well, not necessarily because of his age, but just because it felt too forced as well, whereas the original one was more kind of, um, not subtle in its humor, but just subtle in its kind of, its jokes, whereas this Dumb and Dumber 2 just called out all the old jokes and said, hey, everyone, watch this, we're going to do the joke you like, and then went and did the joke, and it was like, that was so unfunny, like, and it's just so cringeworthy. It's just such a shame that they bombed such a great, like, opportunity to have everyone come back and do it again. Hmm. It's... I don't know. I, I didn't watch the sequel. I don't even remember the last time I watched the original. It would have been really little. I love the original. So much. It's just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Fantasy I Island, just, I've never heard of, Drew. Moving right along. <laughs> Fantasy Island was a television show with... Yeah, but as um, a movie. I've never heard... I haven't heard of this movie. But it wasn't a... Well, the movie is a horror movie, but it wasn't a horror, a horror show. It was... It was a regular television show yeah. with Ricardo Montalban. And, um, yeah, now they've got Michael Pena um, playing the lead for the movie. And it looks creepy and really fun. I, I'm, I may have to check that one. It says it's coming out on Valentine's Day, but um, we'll be in Ooh. Edinburgh then. and will see it for your birthday. Yeah, and that's if it comes out at the same time that we're there. Um in the UK, I mean. Um, uh, Next up on the list is your big movie of the year. What? The Photograph? No, The Jokers. Yeah, The Impractical Jokers, yes, I saw that. <laughs> I wanted to just... <laughs> yes. Um, look, this one I am so excited for because it's based on one of my favourite TV shows. It's such a feel-good TV show. It is um, uh, candid camera sort of stuff, but the joke... That, or, or the way that they run it is the joke isn't on the public because that's cruel. The joke's on them. And, you know, and uh, the guys are so nice. They are genuinely four best friends from high school that now have made a career working together and doing what they love. And they're going from strength to strength. They now have this film. The film looks funny. It's basically, there's there's a, you know, some, I mean, I would even say there's somewhat of a weak kind of over-arcing like, story that, um, well, story arc that, that, um, you know, they have to go and get, you know, it, it's a, it's a race across country to get to somewhere. There's only three tickets available where they're going, but there's four of the guys. So they basically play the TV show, you know, to, to see who gets to win the tickets. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm so excited for it. I, I'm so excited for the guys that they've been able to make something that's on the big screen. That's awesome. It's got Paula Abdul in it as well as well as mm. the four Jokers, Brian Quinn, Joe Gatto, Sol Volcano, and 
James Murray. So excited for that one. Um, its release in the UK and the rest of the world is dependent on how successful it is in the US. Um, please, everyone in the US, go and see it, because I want to be able to see it myself. Um, look, this isn't going to break any records. It's not going to be a award winner. It's not going to be anything. It's just a bit of fun. Come on, go and see it. It is. It will be a lot of fun, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so excited for it, though. And I wish it was coming out the same time here, so that way you and I could see it when you came to stay with me here in Leeds. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see what's on. We'll go and check out a movie then. Yeah, that's sounds good. That one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, scrolling through the rest of the list uh, beyond there, there's... Um, yes. March. We're, we're up to March now. Onward. Disney Pixar's next film. Which I'm... Which one's Onward? It's got Tom Holland in it. And Chris Pratt. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, yeah. What's what do we know what it's about? What what is it? Set in a fantastical world where the populace once had magic, two teenage elf brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, receive a wizard's staff as a prearranged gift from their father, who died before Ian was born and when Barley was too young to clearly remember him. The staff came with a spell that will bring him back for only twenty four hours so his sons can meet him. Prompted by Bali, Ian uses the spell, only to end up bringing back just his father's legs. This causes the brothers to go on a quest for a way to bring back the rest of their father before the time is up. Right. That's it. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe. I might have to see that one. Might have to check that one out. Yeah, I'm keen. <laughs> I think it looks funny. Should be fun. Should be fun. I guess. Um, look, scrolling through the rest of the list, uh, I probably won't see The Way Back you know, with Ben Affleck. Um, I probably won't see The First Cow either. Or First Cow. Bloodshot. Or Bloodshot. Probably miss. Especially Vin Diesel. Well, that's exactly why I'll probably miss it, because it's no doubt completely shithouse, because everything that he's involved in is completely shit out. Besides Gentle Giant... And Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't think of a single good thing he's ever done in his entire life. Um, the Pacifier. I can't think of a good thing that he's done in, in, in his entire life. Um, okay. <laughs> there's I Still Believe. Uh, oh, it's got Shania Twain in it. Wow. As you do. As you do. Probably won't see that one either. Um... Then there's My quiet Spy. Place. Yeah, I can see the qu- A Quiet Place too, but just stopping at m- My Spy with Dave Potista. My Spy looks it. funny. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Like, I think that's going to be cool. I-, I will have to go and see that, directed by Peter From Skull. Peter Segal, the director of Get Smart. Yeah, I-, I think I'll have to check that one out. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, that that one, that one I'm-, I'm somewhat excited for. And then, yeah, A Quiet Place Part 2. A Quiet place part two this time we're bringing is it Cillian or Chillian Murphy Killian Killian okay sure uh into the film unfortunately it's still got the annoying most annoying character which is the daughter that ruined everything last time but then unfortunately got to be the saving grace anyway but she ruined everything so it's still guilty um but yeah John Krasinski, Krasinski comes black comes back as director and the screenplay writer. So that's excellent. It's cool. Good on him. His wife, Emily Blunt, is starring as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so keen on this one. I will definitely be seeing that one. Um, I don't know what more to say for it. I, I, I loved the concept of the last one. Let's see how they can expand that. I'm, 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 I hope that they don't completely sell this one out, if you know what I mean, just kind of like based it or, or not not execute it properly um hopefully hopefully they don't get lazy with this one um but let's see your thoughts on it if you have any it's i don't want it like i do but i don't <laughs> yeah i know what you mean like I, I agree, the most annoying character's still there. Yeah. I like that John Krasinski had an idea. Yeah. To continue it, but then it's a bit... Mm, mm. Uh, I don't know. 
I I th- I thought the story ended with him going, but you know. Well, it did. That's and that's, that's why that's my thought on it. I I disagree with there being more, but I kind see. of like I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, to do such a good job on the first try, I think that I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but that brings us on to the long-running idea that Disney have of creating live-action versions of their classic cartoons. Drew, mm. what do you think about this next one? Uh, I'm reserving my judgment of Mulan. Mm-hmm. I really I don't, I don't agree with it, but whatever they're doing it why oh why have they i'm 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 all for the remakes Mm. i really like most of them remaking mulan i feel like they're they're pandering to political correctness by um by adapting um they're trying to adapt the actual story rather than adapting their own movie. Yep. To yep. that end, they're making changes and I don't like the changes they're making. They're not bringing back Mushu. For I was instance. about to say, I don't know how I feel. And in fact, I do know how I feel about them not having Mushu. I hate it. I'm, I'm annoyed about it. Irritated. I disagree. Yeah. Part of the charm of the original is the magic and the magic of Mushu and the comedy of the elders, you know, like that was part of the fun. That's not going to be there. Where's the grandma going to be? She's the scene stealer of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's she? Like, it's a shame. Let's see though. I mean, you know what? They might hit it out of the park, but I don't know. I still haven't seen Lion King. Um, the only live action things disappointing. Well, yeah, the only live action one that I did. Um, a- Andrew and I were talking about Lion King, and I said, "What are your thoughts on it?" Because I hadn't again, I haven't seen it. And he said, "The problem with making the animals real is that real animals don't show emotion like we do, like humans do. The cartoon allowed them to show the emotion. So, for the cartoon, or for the live action one to work, they had to make it." They had to choose whether they made it look cartoony or make it look real, and they went with making it look real. So therefore, the animals don't really show emotion, so it looks a little bit stale. And I thought that was a very good point. I hadn't even considered that, and that's very true. I mean, I remember that from movies like Dogs and Cats, um, and even from The Jungle Book, I, you, you know, I kind of found that too. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. And uh, yeah. But we'll see. I will go and see it. In fact, The Jungle Book is the only live-action one that I've actually seen of, of any of the, the remakes. I haven't seen Beauty and the really? Beast. I haven't seen Aladdin. I probably won't see Mulan. I Yeah. Aladdin is brilliant. Like, Guy Ritchie did a great job. Mm. I really love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Because they they didn't leave anything out, per se. They actually added to it. Yeah. And the stuff they added was amazing. Yeah. Like, all the new songs that were put in, new sequences, additions to the story, they beefed it up and it was really good. The Jungle Book's magnificent. That is so good. I loved that. And I didn't That's like the- That's part of why- And I didn't like the original Jungle Book. Wow. Yeah. I love the original Jungle Book because it's the first movie I ever got. Well, that's really sweet. That's nice. Yeah. I didn't like I've it. I've still got the video. I did not like it, but I liked the remake a lot. The remake? The remake's great. Yeah, they, um, they nailed it. I think I think it's been tricky for Disney. Like They've had a lot of hits and a lot of misses with them. But I... this is, See, this is what disappoints me about The Lion King, was that Jon Favreau did such a good job with The Jungle Book, and then it's really hard, because in many ways he did have a triumphant success with the lion king but there's only so much you can do with it and in at the end of the day the biggest criticism was that it was a carbon copy of the original uh and i think so it's it's really just rendered unnecessary yeah yeah exactly um what are your thoughts on if they're going to continue this because they are doing little mermaid as well what was the new new orleans based one was it princess and the frog yeah 
Do you reckon they'll do a live action version of that? Because I think that would be probably one of the best ones to see done. I mean, I I know that it was a significant film because it was it not the last film that they did. Um, proper. It's the last fully animated one. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that I think though that that would be a great story. I would love to see that. You know, almost in modern times, and and you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do it again, you may as well twist it a little bit, and I think bring it back, bring it into modern times, and let it work like that, because I think it's the only one that you can really adapt it, and in that sort of way, um, and I think that that sort of setting that would be a cool um, thing to do, but uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel entirely about Disney doing this. I, I I'm not sure how much of it is a money grab and how much of it is them actually giving a shit about the idea and bringing their things that they love into the a new world for a new audience. Um, I almost think it's worth just re-releasing in HD the original ones rather than redoing them all. But mm. I don't know. You know, you, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to how to feel about it. But um, let's see how they go with Mulan. Um, the next kind of film of of interest is the New Mutants, which you told me is a another film in the kind of X Men universe. Um, yep. Tell me about it. Tell me what you told off there about it, and so the audience knows the the, the funny part to to this film in some ways yeah the new mutants has had a very long road to release to put it mildly (laughs) um it's it's the x-men world but it's also a horror story Mm. um well that but i can see why they've struggled to with what to do with it because what would you do with that how do you get that out there like, I'll, I'll read you the logline. Five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. Is this is this film, um, not that they're in the same universe, but along the same lines as, you know when we had kind of Deadpool and Logan come out and they were both much more adult yep. versions? Is this film yep. in that kind of um, setting? Yep. Yeah. I think the issue with this one is that it doesn't have a sister film to kind of launch near, which which again we had Deadpool and then we had Logan, you know, a little while later. We kind of had these two films fit the same sort of thing that we knew what to expect. This film, if it had come out with Deadpool 2, maybe, I could see those two pairing up. But the fact that this is coming out so isolated, kind of it, it sits Yeah, I can see why they struggled with what to do with it. Put it this way, the first trailer for the movie was released in October 2017. Wow. Oh, wow. They've been sitting on this a long time. Yep. I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was like maybe a year and a half or two years, but... Oh, my God. It was originally set to be released April 13, 2018, and now it's getting released April 3rd, 2020. Yeah. Jeez. That's a long delay. Right. Um, I guess, I guess, as you mentioned as well, it it kind of unfortunately got caught up as the whole being that it was kind of they were struggling to release it when Disney then bought Fox, then it became Fox uh, Disney's issue on when to release it, and then they also didn't know what to do with it, and it brought the new the, the whole idea over again of like what do we do with it? But okay, yeah, okay, so it's now coming out. Um, look, I might have to check that one out. I I quite liked that kind of more adult world that they set. Um, I'll I'll send you a link to the trailer. You can yes, make up please. Your mind off that. Yes, please. Uh, your thoughts on it? Do you think it's going to be a good one? Do you think it's going to be weak? I think it'll be okay. Mm. I just don't think it'll be anything really to write home about. Right. What was your thoughts on Logan? I don't think I think we discussed it, but not properly. I can't remember I, what your thoughts on Logan were. I think Logan's a great film. I don't. I refuse to praise it the way everyone else has been, though, because mm. I didn't. I wasn't so enamored with it. It wasn't the be all and end all for me. Yep. And it's, I acknowledge it's the best Wolverine movie, but it's also not my favorite of the three. My favorite is actually the Wolverine. Yep. I just, I preferred the movie for whatever reason. I thought it, it like for me, it was more enjoyable, mm-hmm. but Logan is a great movie. Very well made. Good cast. Um, it gave everyone that followed Logan's story what they wanted. It gave comic book readers what they wanted to see, what they'd waited years to see. I thought that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
See, uh, it did more for me yeah. in the sense that uh, because I'm so obsessed with the game The Last of Us, the fact that we had a movie that, that kind of played in that sort of way, and I've always thought that Hugh Jackman would be a perfect person to play Joel yeah. from the, the game The Last of Us um, in The Father Figure. I think that that movie just, just did a little bit more for me in that sense as well. I got more from it than just the underlying story itself or, or what it represented yeah. itself. Um, I, I'm almost disappointed that we've only had the one kind of very adult X-Men film um, like Logan was. I, I don't... I mean, I know that Deadpool kind of is as well, but not really. It kind of stands on its own. Um, They're a little different. They're, like, to yeah, one side. Yeah, and and I... I wish well, we Dark had Phoenix was a little more. Dark Phoenix was a little more adult, but mm. not to you the know, same it, extent, it, though. But Dark Phoenix just went abysmally the second it came out. <laughs> I still haven't seen it either, though. I I have a great many issues with it, but I still think it like there's a lot of good in there as well. It's just it feels like mm. a, a bit of a mishmash movie. See, no, but see, my issue, my my main issue is that I have a lot of issues with X Men films after X Men Two. I think they yeah because uh, that's when it all falls apart. Yeah, basically yes, <laughs> and that's 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 my main issue. But look, I look, um, New Mutants. Send me the trailer. I might have to check it out, and uh, yeah, well, we'll check it out. And let's see. Look, look, it's got a good crew on it. Good cast. I like the fact that Maisie Williams is in it. The fact that both Stark girls are in it. Then, I mean, not this film, but both Stark girls are in the the X Men universe. Yep. Then, yeah, um, I think that's cool. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to say about the Lovebirds, but if not, we can move right no. on to the next one, which Let's is move on to Bond. Yep, No Time to Die. I think we're both very excited about this one. Um, oh yeah. I've been waiting a long time to see another Bond. I mean, as soon as you leave the cinema from a Bond film, you just, you're just you so excited oh, about the Oh, you're itching for the next one. Yeah, basically. And then it kind of went through production hell. Um, it's always those four words at the end, James Bond will return. Yeah. The trouble we had was the fact that during promotion for the film, that the last Bond film, Spectre, Daniel Craig basically said he'd rather slit his wrists than do it again. Um, it all kind of fell apart. Uh, mm. I had been very excited because I'd heard that uh, Christoph Waltz, um, as the villain, had been signed up to do two films, and then, but only if Daniel Craig did another one, and then Daniel Craig kind of fell off the wagon, and it all fell apart, and I was suddenly very disappointed that, you know, it looked like we weren't going to get Christoph Waltz back, but then instead all they had to do was change director, and here we are, um, now we've got Daniel Craig back, we've got Rami Malek back as a villain, we've got... Christoph Waltz back. We've got Ralph F- uh, Fiennes back again. Fiennes back again. Um, ben Wishaw as Q. Who's a fantastic Q, isn't he? Oh, he's perfect. Who, would you would you say you rather um, John Cleese's Q in uh, in um, what's his name's Pierce Brosnan's Bonds, or would you rather um, Ben Wishaw? I like Ben Wishaw, but I think he works perfectly with Daniel Craig. I yeah. can't imagine him working with the previous Bonds. No. I thought John Cleese was a good a good segue in out of Desmond Llewellyn playing the role for so many years. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that what's good about this Bond is that 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 when when Daniel Craig first became Bond, he he was the first blonde Bond. He was also the first, I think, really gritty and, like, messy Bond. You say blonde Bond, but is everyone forgetting Roger Moore? Yeah, but he's not... He's blonde. But he's not as blonde. He's sandy blonde. Mm, but so is Craig to a certain extent. Yeah, no, but I, I know what you mean. But, you know, I, I don't give a shit about the fact that he's the first yeah. blonde Bond. Basically, it just gave us a chance to do something different, and they made Bond more, yep. again, which I love, gritty, um, messy... He's less clean. He's more human, less artificial, which, which again, there's no issues with any of the previous Bonds at all. Like, I love every single Bond film, but i just saying that Craig plays it in a very different way and I think is the perfect Bond for this world and this time. Um, I can't imagine it being a more misogynistic, you know... <sighs> Roger Moore or or Pierce Brosnan in it than than it is now, um, 
you know, in, in today's world, I think Craig plays it perfectly. And also the fact that Craig is a good link between the past and the future, which is there's mm. Q, for example, which is very modern, very techy, and Craig is just very kind of mechanical and rudimentary, and he's not about that sort of technology. He's just all about keeping it simple. So it's I think that he's a great kind of um, halfway house yeah. for us all. And, I, and no doubt the next Bond will be probably more futuristic and, and um, go in a different direction. But I think that Craig's been a very good kind of linchpin between the two carriages of the past and the future. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they choose to wrap up his storyline here because he's also the first Bond where he's had a story thread that's run from beginning to end. Which is most interesting. I find it so interesting and, and, and it's... I quite refreshing not that i had an issue with it in the past but i didn't realize that i i didn't realize that it was an issue before until these ones came along yeah but i i like that they've given him a a thread a story thread and it hasn't been the kind of clutch to the story like it has it doesn't matter if you haven't seen the other they've done it in such a subtle way that it doesn't matter I know that other films and other storylines kind of it's the same thing of their standalone films with a continuing story overall but they've yeah. done these ones in such a subtle way um, and because Bond didn't have that at all in the past it means that the subtlety of it feels so much stronger mm, but I like how well it's worked yeah I agree and I can't wait for that um, moving on we gotta, we gotta move along quickly yes We're we do 40 minutes. I know I know we got Trolls World Tour I have absolutely no um, doubt that I will not see that one um, <laughs> excuse me. Moving well along from there. Black Widow. Yeah, thoughts, Drew. You think you? you I, why do you? I, I don't know. Uh, I think I, this. I don't know. I think that I, this film should have come out in maybe phase one or two of the Marvel I Cinematic d- Universe. But let's see. I disagree with it being a movie. I love her, but like, she has no powers. I think the ones that don't have powers don't really earn a movie. Yeah, I get that, but I, I still think that this film maybe should have been the film after Iron Man 2. When did we get Probably. introduced to her? Was it Iron Man 2 we got introduced to her? Yeah, Iron Man Yeah, so. I think but that this should have come out after Iron Man 2. If, if you did it then, no one knew who David Harbour was then, and now he's in this. So, but they would have cast I, someone else. They wouldn't necessarily yeah, have but David Harbour. Yeah, but he's awesome. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree entirely. I'm like, glad that I, he's... Like, he was, he was the one redeeming feature of the new Hellboy film. Yeah. Just the fact that he was actually really good playing Big Red. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, look, I... I don't know. I will see I it anyway. Know. Yeah, I probably will too. Uh, moving on from that one, I'm going to skip over the personal history of David Copperfield because I'm still unsure if it has anything to do with the, the um, Vegas magician or not. I have no idea what the story is. I'm joking, but also not joking. Yeah, I don't really give a flying about that one. I just like the fact that Hugh Laurie's in it, and that's about it. Um, Dev Patel should be pretty cool in that as well. Moving on from there, though, we got Scoob coming out. Um, it says here the 15th of May. You're excited yeah, about I'm that one? Yeah, I'm keen for Scoob. Yeah. I like the idea of a, um, a new Scooby-Doo movie, for it to be an animated movie. It just looks like fun. I'm really keen. Cool. I'm not a massive fan of Scooby-Doo, but... Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, Fast and Furious 9, we can just gloss over that one and say it's going to be absolute trash like all the other Pretty ones sure are. It'll be just like the other one. Exactly. The SpongeBob movie, mm, it's computer animated. I'm not happy about that. No, I Moving agree. right along. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. I am keen. I know you've been keen on that one for a long time. It's one of my favorite books from childhood. Mm. It's being made by Kenneth Branagh. And Disney are the ones producing it, along with Tribeca Productions. Yeah. If you don't know Tribeca, that is Robert De Niro's company. Bring it on. So he's producing it. I hope it's a good one. Um, bring it on. I will definitely be seeing that one. Um, yeah. I, I I can only remember Artemis Fowl so briefly, and I'm not going to remind myself of it. I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to go out and see the movie when it comes out. Um, good plan yeah yeah. I don't want to be fresh in it I want to see what the film can do and then I'll go and refresh myself on the story but um, after that is Irresistible we've got Steve Carell Ross Byrne Chris Cooper um, Will Sasso in it I'm a big fan of him um, 
and it's directed by John Stewart. Uh, we've also got Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Uh, le- let's see. No, I probably won't see that. I'm one. I'm actually keen for that. Yeah, I really am. I saw the trailer. I was sold. I was like, "Yep, I I want to go watch it. It looks great." Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about Candyman? The fact that it's got Jordan Peele in there as a screen yeah, screenplay writer. It could be good. Remaking Candyman's an interesting prospect. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure though. I don't know. I think that I'll. I think normally with a lot of films, I try and avoid a lot of like trailers and stuff. But that one, I'm gonna like yeah. eat up all the content beforehand before I go and see it. I'm not sure how I feel. Fair. Yeah. Let's see. Um, there's Soul. Soul. Yeah. Isn't the next Pixar movie as well. Yeah. Um, always a fan. That one looks quite good, actually. Almost always a fan of everything that that Pixar do. So. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Let's see. The King of Staten Island, Judd Apatow's new film with yes. Pete Davidson. That I will go and see. I'm a big fan of Judd Apatow's stuff. Um, love Staten Island as well. So I'm totally thrilled with that one. Um, and we have Top Gun Maverick after that. Yes. I'm not I'm sure. Ready. I'm not sure. You don't feel the need? The need for speed? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, Joseph Kaczynski is directing. He's the guy that did Tron Legacy. Yeah. Um, he also directed um, Tom Cruise in Oblivion, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, story, that one. Um, also, Christopher McQuarrie, who wrote and directed the last couple of Mission Impossible films, mm. has worked on the screenplay for this. Okay, yeah, I'm more confident then. I hope it yeah. is good. I hope it's genuinely... A, a, I would I would be disappointed if it was a flop. Given the premise of it, I'm pretty convinced it'll be good. Yeah. Because it's relevant. Yeah. And also, I like the idea of a movie that's, it's epic in scope, but it's real. It's not superheroes. There's nothing, Mm. um, there's, there's nothing pretend about this. It is real fighter jets. It is real military. And that was the great thing about the original. Yeah. And that's why Top Gun has endured so well. Yeah. Um, what's after Top Gun? In the Heights is coming out. Yeah. Um, um, do, are you aware of what In the Heights is? No, not at all. It was a uh, stage production by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right. Before Hamilton. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's getting adapted to film. Okay. All right. We'll see. I'll have a look. I'll check that out. Um, moving on from there, we've got Minions, The Rise of Gru. Uh, getting a bit tired of yeah, that whole thing. That. Um, getting a bit tired of it all, but they don't, they haven't made a, a shit one yet, which is, I'm getting well, tired of it. I haven't seen the first Minions movie. I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, I'm getting a bit tired of it, but also they haven't done a shit one, so I can't really be, be like that. Uh, I'm going to move, uh, I know that there is Free Guy, um, by Sean Levy. Oh my God, Free Guy looks great. Yeah, I, well, I mean, again, like. Look at look at the cast in there as well. I mean, we also have Taika Waititi is in there, so you know. Did you see the uh, the interview with the cast and crew and Taika and Ryan are just sitting there going, "Man, it's so great to finally get to work together." No, I haven't seen that. That's excellent. That's very nice. Just and then and then another one goes, "Didn't you guys work together in Green Lantern?" And they're like, "What? No, <laughs> no? no? what? <laughs> <Never>. What?" <laughs> No, this is our first time acting together. What are you talking about? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, next one is one that I'm actually stupidly excited for, and that is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Absolutely. I cannot wait. Just, um, just, I, I don't care if it... I, I would have been happy if it was a sequel to the All Girls one. Just give me more Ghostbusters. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am also so excited for it um you know i didn't i didn't get excited by the last one the all goals one I know. and it and it I was know. it wanted me it made me want a ghostbusters film more to redeem what that thing was but also because i just really wanted another one um 
and I hope that they've done this right. I, I'm praying that they've done it right. It looks like they've done it right. It looks like they've got a great cast in there. Um, it does. Especially by the looks of it with um, the original cast coming back or all that, that can um, mm. to uh, reprise their roles. Let's see what happens, though. Let's see. Uh, let's skip a couple down because we don't care about The Purge 5. Bob's Burger, uh, the movie. You skipped Tenet. Yep, I did. Christopher did. Nolan's new movie. I didn't even see that one at least. I just looked at Purge Five and then went forget that one. Uh, do you Tenet know anything? Is... Do you know anything about Tenet? I don't know anything about. Tenet. No one does. No okay, one good. knows anything about it because it's a good old fashioned Christopher Nolan mystery where we hear absolutely nothing about it. Uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Yes, yes. please. Yes, I mean, I mean, then I guess guess to give Tenet the it's due. You know, we are both yep. so excited about it. Who isn't excited about a Christopher Nolan movie? Um, the yeah. cast looks appetizing. Um, it does. Yeah, I'm excited about it, of course. But yeah, Bob's Burger, the movie. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I, I, the Simpsons failed, I think, in some ways. I, in fact, I think The Simpsons waited too long to make a movie. Bob's Burgers hasn't. Bob's Burgers hasn't had the same kind of critical success as The Simpsons, but it is um, definitely a very popular series. Let's see how it goes on the big screen. Yeah. Um, uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm not sure. It's got. I, I I think it looks like fun. Yeah, but it also it face value. But also, it has um, the Rock and Dwayne Johnson, and he seems to go yeah, for absolutely his, anything. So we'll see. But the idea of him and Emily Blunt together is kind of appealing. So I like the idea. Um, Morbius, the Living Vampire. Ooh, uh, that's um, Marvel. That one. Oh, Morbius it is. is a yeah. Morbius is a Spider-Man character. Right. I was actually watching his um, his story arc from the nineteen nineties Spider-Man cartoon series the other day. Well, it has Jared Leto in it, so let's see. Well, he's playing Morbius, which is so, really interesting. Yeah. Good choice, Michael Keaton. Very good choice. Well. Cool. Excited mm. by that. Um, uh, where do we stop at next on the list? Um, Infinite's got a good cast Infinite does have a good cast It's got my man crush in there which will be cool um, I like the fact that The one and only Ivan has um, Sam Rockwell, Angelina Jolie Brian Cranston it's got a pretty, it, That's yep. a great cast as well Hel- Helen Mirren and Danny DeVito as well um, To name a few more we got Malignant with James Wan Doing the direct, uh, directing and screenplay I think that's going to be cool as well Bring on that one. Um, Bill and Ted face the music. Drew, thoughts? Woo. I'm ready. Are you? I think so. <laughs> of course I'm, I am. <laughs> I'm very ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring it on. The, hit, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Another one of those bring it on movies. Yeah, look, um, I was a huge fan of The Hitman's Bodyguard. The first one. Yeah, yeah. so this is going to be cool. We've got Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Selma Hayek coming back again. Um, Antonio Brent- Banderas Grillo, is in this. Morgan Freeman's Richard in this Grant. one as well. It's yeah. a great cast. Great cast. I, and Again, I thought that The Hitman's Bodyguard was one of those surprise films where I just kind of picked a film to go and see and that was it. We saw that one in LA, Joey and I, a couple of years ago, and we went, yep, yeah, you know what, let's, let's go and see it. And it was an awesome movie. It was great fun. Also, the first time I think I'd heard Samuel L. Jackson say dickhead. That was cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good film. Uh, moving, moving along a couple. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is The Conjuring 3. <coughs> it is. Bring it on. It doesn't have James Wan there, but we have our fantastic... Um, original cast back Patrick Wilson Vera Vermeer is back again so yeah um, I am scared scared a little bit because all James Wan all Conjuring universe films that haven't had James Wan directly involved in it have been quite weak and um, quite disappointing but let's see bring it on I, I love the Conjuring films. They're the headline films of the series, obviously. Yeah. And they're just fantastic films. So bring it on, absolutely. Um, next one that we have... Oh, actually... The Kingsman. Just, just before we get to The Kingsman, stepping back one, we've got Honest Thief, which I am so excited for as well. Because not only does it have Liam Neeson, Kate Walsh, it's got Jay Courtney, but then it also has Jeffrey Donovan, who I'm 
a huge fan of. He is great in Burn Notice. He's the lead actor in Burn Notice. So I'm so excited. Also got Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so excited to see that one and see how Jeffrey Gon- okay. uh, Donovan does on the big screen. I will definitely have to see that one. But yeah, The Kingsman. We've got it's a prequel film. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Ralph uh, Fiennes and or Fiennes and I don't know how to say. His, how do you say his last name? Fiennes. You say Fiennes? Okay, Fiennes. And and it's not even Ralph. It's Rafe. <laughs> Why is it Rafe? He's his name's pronounced Rafe Fiennes. But it's Ralph. Not not it not Ralph Fiennes. I know. Why? It's Rafe. Uh, I don't know. Why do you spell your name Ralph if it's not pronounced Ralph? I don't know. Okay, your thoughts on this one? Moving right along. Um, yeah, look, I'm keen. Anything Kingsman related, and I'm going to be there in a heartbeat. I love the two current films. I'm really excited for this one. I'm, I'm also really excited for them to just do a proper third one to close out Harry and Eggsy's story. Mm, I agree. But yeah. I love that Matthew Vaughn has just decided to stay in the Kingsman well, world. Well, I was for about to say that this is the first time he, the, the last one was the first time he did a proper sequel, and this is the first time he's doing a third. Yeah, he's just staying in the world. He's enjoying it so much, and I like the idea that he just wants to see it through until the creativity runs out. I love that. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. We have uh, last night Soho, Ed by Edgar Wright, which is cool. I love him of the, the Cornetto The trilogy. Trial of the Chicago Seven. <coughs> um, I know you just skimmed over it. I it's did. Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, stars Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Jeremy Strong, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Thomas Middleditch, William Hurt, Frank Langella, Michael Keaton, Mark Rylance. It is a huge cast. It is a huge cast. Uh. Yeah, look, it's looking like it's going to be a great year. Well, Spielberg was pushing to work on it for a long time, and Aaron Sorkin had already written the script, and now he's just going to direct it as well. Bring that one on then as well, then. Uh, but yeah, Last Night in Soho looks promising. Mm. Always good to see Edgar Wright back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom 2. I will I'm... give that a miss, personally. I'll, I'll be the one that goes and watches that one. That's fine. Andy Serkis is directing Yeah, I saw it. that and I like that. I very, I very much appreciate the fact that he's directing I'm, it. I'm really interested in the fact that he's chosen to direct it, but I don't know. I, I'm also happy that Woody Harrelson is I was about to say, <laughs> looking at the cast. You kind of want to watch it now. Yeah. Like a tiny bit of you is like, ooh. I I'll see the trailers because I was not very impressed with the, the first one. No, neither was I. Uh, Death on the Nile. Kenneth Branagh returns to direct and star in another Hercule Poirot adaptation. This time with Gal Gadot, Letitia Wright, Army Hammer, Annette Benning, Rose Leslie, Sophie Okonedo, Tom Bateman, Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, and Russell Brand. Man, what a cast. I did French and Saunders together. I know. I, I don't want to go and see this, but I think I'm going to go and see this. Did you watch the first one? Yeah. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express? We saw Express? it at the cinemas. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Come on, Drew. Um, oh, yeah. Like, and, I've and, seen so many movies. I know. And look, I, the, what I had to say about that one was that it was... It's aged and it doesn't fit for today's world anymore. The storyline is is too basic for today's yep. world, unfortunately. Yep. But let's see. Let's see what happens with this one. I think I'll have the same thoughts but let's see. The the next one I'm actually quite excited for, and that is The Witches. I know you're going to be a bit trepidatious about a Roald Dahl adaptation, but... No, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited about this one. Robert Zemeckis has written and directed it, and Guillermo del Toro also wrote it with him. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. And the fact it's got Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, who I'm a huge fan of, and Chris Rock is in this as well. Yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah, I think I'm going to see that one. Um, Again, it doesn't have Wes Anderson involved, so we can't ruin it. So I think I will go and see that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, just to see that. Um, Um, Jumping forward, Halloween Kills. Yep, let's see. Uh, I know you're going to watch it. I know you you think you won't want to go watch it, but I know you. You're going to go see it. I certainly don't want to watch it, that's for sure. Um, But you're going to go watch it. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You'll do it. I know you will. You'll cave. Uh, The the Eternals. Yes, that one. The Eternals. Marvel Studios, The Eternals. (sighs) Let's see. 
I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know much about the Eternals at all, but let's see. I think it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. We're not going to know what to expect, and then we're going to be very happy with what we and get. That was given. my favorite thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm still blown away with, with that one. One of the surprise movies for me. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog is getting a live action movie, apparently. That should be interesting. I will not see that one, that's for sure. Um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Probably won't see that one at the cinema because the last one was pretty really? not very good. Yep. No, I loved Godzilla 2 in the cinema. I'm really glad I went and watched it. Uh, I'm, I Visually, think I'm, I think I'm still stunning. suffering from how awful the first one was. I have now seen the second one, though, and it didn't make up for the shitness of the last one. So I don't think this one's going to be able to make up for the, la- the shitness of the last two. So I think I'll give it a miss. At the cinemas, at least, anyway. Not spending any Fair money enough. on it. Basically. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's continue looking through this list. Um... Raya and the Last Dragon, which is Walt Disney Animation's 59th animated film. Oh, wow. Okay, you yeah, bring it on. Yeah, 59th. Yeah, and that's coming out um, just after Godzilla and Kong. Um... I can always get excited seeing a... Um... I was going to say um, a Spielberg-directed film, but just before that, we've got June with Dennis Villeneuve directing there, um, which I'm also quite excited about. But um, just in the interest of time, let's skip across that one and say West Side Story directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I think that I will... I'm, I'm, mean, keen, I'm mm. keen for June. I'm keen for West Side Story. Mm. Coming to America, the Coming to America sequel. I don't think I will see that one. I will. Tom and Jerry will see uh, that. <laughs> the live action Tom and Jerry movie with <laughs> Chloe Moretz. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll see that one. Maybe. The Croods 2. Didn't see the first one. Can't see this one. The Tomorrow War. That's the movie Chris Pratt's been working on. That, that one, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm keen for that one. That's going to be excellent. That's News be excellent. of the World. Tom Hanks. Yeah, obviously yeah, excited that about that one. And the, the last, last Jewel. Jewel. Ridley Scott. And written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Star yeah, okay. starring Matt Damon and Driver. At both both cool of them. And Ben Affleck. Affleck's yeah. in there too. Yeah. Oof, we got it to the end of the list. I'm sure there's a lot more that isn't on the list, but in the interest of time, I think yeah. we're going to call it there. Yeah, um, I agree. As always, if you have something better for us to talk about or <laughs> would like to join us on the show come along give us a call send a raven you know the drill get in contact with us we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to have you on the show of course if you are on the show you stand a somewhat decent chance of being in the running to be our sick kent of the week and i know you have gotten nothing for this week's one yes how did you know thankfully because i know thankfully i do i will happily award this week's Sick Kent of the Week to Wikipedia for providing us with a concise list for the coming year. Amen, amen. Also well done, because, Wikipedia. Also because if we give Wikipedia Sick Kent of the Week, then we feel slightly less bad about not hitting the donate button whenever we go on their page. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink coffee, but it says it's, it only costs the co- cost of a cup of coffee a week or something like that. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't yeah, spend it on coffee either, well. so, you know. Yes, yeah. I completely agree. Well done, Wikipedia. You are this week's sick end of the week, and yes, let's quickly get you. out of here now immediately. Drew, thank yes, you very because, much. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I'm going to co-take my pain medication now. Yes, you do that. Now we'll go and sneeze and cough and splutter. Do that. Please do. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Um, again, if you have topics um, that you'd wish yeah. for us to discuss, send them in to yep. us, as Drew said, in any means necessary. Thank you. Until next week. Yeah.